Hello, welcome to another episode of Two Truths and a Lie brought to you on the Handshake Media Network. My name's Uppy Chatterjee and I'm here with Donna Tachi. Hey. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And you? I'm pretty good. It's a pretty good day. Yeah. I love your baby pink hair. It's so great. Thanks. I was, um, it's quite damaged, but... Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it looks great. It's great. I can't run my fingers through it, but it looks good. So It's, it's like a... Um, yeah, when it's so perfect that you like can't touch it, so you're just like, oh, I'll just look at it. <laughs> it's great on Instagram, aside from that. That's not like very all that matters. It's 2019, yeah, right? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, how how are you feeling? You've got your new Taste EP coming out um, in about three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of anxious, nervous, worried, but, mm. you know, I'm very excited. Mix everything? Yeah, yeah. Lots of emotions, but mm. mostly excited. What can you tell us about it? What's it going to sound like? Um... It's very much bubblegum, but also has lots of other elements of things that I love, like rave style, trance style, like hard style, like all the styles, basically. And how many songs is it? uh, Six songs. Shit, that's a lot to pack into six songs, huh? Yeah, I kind of wanted it to be almost like a... Kind of like a so fresh compilation of yes. of my kind of influences. Mm. Yeah, I had so fresh. I think two thousand and three. It was the lilac cover. Oh yeah, I think I know that one. Do you remember that one? I'm sure I. Yeah, probably. Um, I remember it had Craig David. What's your flavor on it? Oh, God. <laughs> so I hope there's influences of that in your EP. There's definitely some two step kind of vibes yeah. on one of the tracks, or maybe two of the tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. He, he's definitely. I mean. He had an impact on all of us, I think. So, oh, yeah. yeah. A formative influence. <laughs> now, um, you guys uh, listening can't really see, but we're in this amazing pastel pink Wonderland room right now. There's like pink confetti and like big balloons and neon and it's absolutely insane, which I feel is probably a pretty good accurate um depiction of what your music sounds like yeah i think this is the visual <laughs> representation of of what donatachi music is yeah so, so i feel yeah. like stepped into your music yeah i feel right at home here yeah. and unfortunately it's not always like this but yeah i'm you'll just making have to, the most of it you'll just have to convert your bedroom well look i've taken photos and i'll be contacting the stylist so <laughs> do my house <laughs> yeah please <laughs> All right, well, we're on Two Truths and a Lie, so let's get into the actual um, Two Truths and a Lie. Um, I know you've got some, you've got a crazy lie for me um, that some people already maybe know about. They might have read about it online. But what's your first truth, Donna Tachi? Um, my first truth is that I grew up in mostly regional areas, but not by choice. Um, I moved around fairly frequently. My parents were very nomadic creatures. I don't know. I still to this day do not understand the need to move, but <laughs> we never really lived in one house longer than maybe a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. So um, From uh, like when you were born? Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, probably from a young age, like around four or five. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm very good at packing and also very good at not hoarding stuff because, yeah, yeah I, I just, yeah, anticipate potentially picking up and moving. Um Sounds, sounds like a like great rom com movie plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a teen, like a teen My parents movie. weren't like avoiding the law or anything. Like there was nothing <laughs> else like that. No, not on the run from the FBI. But um, yeah, no, I, I guess they just kind of got itchy feet. So I mean, a lot of the time it was kind of regional, small towns. And at one stage we were living in this town, which is literally in the middle of nowhere, and 
it was like a school and a church, not even a shop. Mm. The nearest shop was like an hour drive. Wow. Yeah. And um, yeah, there was 14 students in the whole school. So uh, you you were pretty much like, you were very close with everyone. Like everyone was your sibling. And everyone knew your business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, that was, that was pretty much my upbringing. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, just kind of constantly moving and like. Around um, Australia? Well, it, it was still like New South Wales. So oh, okay. I, I, not outside of New South Wales. Um, but yeah, yeah. Always kind of regional areas. Mm. Um, so how far would they move in between? Like, was it a big two hour drive or like just the next town over or? Well, I mean, sometimes it would be as little as like two streets over. Right. So, yeah. Just pointless moves. A good lot of them were very pointless. Yeah. Like we just want to change the look of the house. We want to put, you know, yeah, wow. I don't know. I don't I still don't understand. Have you, it. have you had a chat to them about it now? I've had multiple chats <laughs> and I've never got a straight answer. So yeah. Yeah. It's kind of turned me into a very, like, I've created a little bit more stability for myself mm. since I've moved out. I think I've, I've only moved twice, I think, maybe since I've moved out. Because I just, I mean, I don't really like where I'm living right now, but I just can't stand the thought of having to pack everything yeah. and move. It's just, like, it's supposed to be one of the most stressful things you can it do totally in your life. It really is, yeah. Moving, so. um, moving day. It's just. Yeah, it's awful. And the cleanup. Mm. Like, not great. And removalists yeah. and all of that stuff. Um, so how long have you lived in Sydney now, I guess? I guess probably about six years now. Yeah, probably about six years. And moved twice. Yeah. Pretty good rate. Which is pretty good for Sydney, really. I mean, yeah. considering like rentals mm. and everything. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely um, been a lot more like relaxed since. It's surprisingly yeah. more relaxed living in Sydney than regional parts of Australia where I was moving every, yeah. One year or whatever. Yeah, and so, I hate to ask about your parents because it's about you, but like, <laughs> are they in one place now? They're still moving around. Uh, well, actually, they they've slowed down. I think maybe because they're getting older. Yeah. Um. So maybe it's every two to three years that they move, <laughs> wow. but they're still yeah, they're still moving. Would they get a caravan and like? Well, trek that's the, the next plan. Actually, it's funny you say that. The the next big move is going to be just put everything in storage, get a caravan, and travel all over like. Northern Territory and up Insane. the coast and go like gold mining and, you know. I mean, it sounds amazing. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. I could not live in a caravan. As a kid, <laughs> one of the places we lived was actually in a caravan park. Mm. And, yeah, like as a kid, it, everything's kind of fun. You can it's find a jumping it. pillow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And your, your neighbours are like literally, you know, two metres away. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Always <laughs> yeah. had a mate to play with. Exactly, yeah. But couldn't do it now. And like a lot of, you know, young people love to – move around countries like pick up everything and just like move to london move to la and i'm see i can get that i like, i mean i get that i yeah. also still don't think like i envy them right. basically because yeah. i'm like oh i don't know yeah it's, too it's pretty daunting the thought of it yeah and some people move without knowing anyone and they mm. just like land themselves punk themselves in this new world yeah i think um i mean i think while i was growing up maybe that was a good thing about moving around so often is you kind of makes you better at like relating to perfect strangers mm. you make friends a bit quicker but I think now that I've kind of settled into my comfort zone and I've created my own little space here in mm. Sydney that I'm comfortable in that I don't plan on moving from yeah I think I've become a lot more insular and like less willing to make new friends yeah. I'm just like I, I've got my friends I'm good I've got my crew yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny you say that actually I I also I think I've lived in 13 houses oh, in my life wow 
My parents weren't like, they didn't move every year or anything, no. but I've lived in three different countries. Wow. And um, four technically. Um, and there was like maybe two or three houses in each one. So it's just added up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so you, you kind of vibe off the... I kind of, yeah, yeah. I kind of, it, it didn't feel like it was a constant move, but I totally get having... I, I don't have childhood friends that I grew up with. Right. So always bloody moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually, yeah, that's interesting. Because, mm. yeah, I I don't think there was a solid amount of time where I was in one school. I think maybe high school I was in one school for the majority of it. Mm. But, yeah, it, it does make it hard to, like, um, reconnect with your childhood yeah. friends when they're all over the place. Keep a bestie for the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And so you must feel, I don't know, at home on tour, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, as well, I don't really tour that often, but mm. yeah, yeah, maybe that's... Well, you would feel... Yeah, fun. I probably would, yeah. yeah. You used to. We'll see. Mm. Amazing. That's crazy. Um, cool. Well, what is your second truth? My second truth? Um, so, speaking of touring, I actually, um, at the start of this year, I supported Kim Petras when she was touring um, Australia. She's so cool. She's so cool. Mm. I love her so much. I, like, quite often... I'll get quite emotional listening to Kim Petras because <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like mentally go back to like those nights and I'll be like, oh, I miss Kim. Yeah, the euphoria. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's been dropping music like crazy oh, lately. Oh, I know, I yeah. know. I, I really, yeah, I envy being able to like A, create that much music and then B, be able to just like back to back, here's another yeah, yeah. hit, here's another hit. Damn them. Yeah. <laughs> Giving us what we want though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so... I supported her for um, Sydney initially and um, so I played the show and I'm, I'm not a DJ um, but they wanted a DJ, I think. They wanted a DJ set mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, yeah, I can do that. Um, and so I – but basically when I had DJed in the past, it's all been on my laptop mm. which is like, you know, a way of getting around it if you don't know how to DJ on CDJs. Yeah. It's not super interactive. Like you can't really, um, at least the way I'm doing change it. Change the plan. You can't really change the plan yep. midway through or sort of add to it on the fly. It's just very kind of, which is good in a way because it's, I mean, I I needed as much safety net as possible because I was already freaking you out. It, yeah. That I was like, A, playing live, B, for Kim Petras. <laughs> um, and so I just kind of wanted everything to be as automated as mm-hmm. possible but also you know, a little bit kind of um, interactive as well. Mm. So anyway, the first night went fine. I was a little bit kind of nervous, but the first night went pretty good. And so they asked me to do the following two nights, um, which were in Melbourne. And so um, I flew down to Melbourne for that. And then um, the second night in Melbourne, I was feeling, I was feeling fine. Like I was feeling like kind of king of the world by the end of yeah, it. I was getting like, into yeah, the I was really things, getting, yeah. getting quite comfortable could have been the tequila, but like I was feeling a lot better. <laughs> could have um, helped. Yeah, yeah, definitely helped loosen me up a little bit. But um, yeah, the second night went a lot better. And so um, the previous, yeah, the first two nights, I kind of had a little bit of buffer at the end of my sets just in case like mm-hmm. she went over time or in case I ran things a little bit too fast or whatever. And I think I might have got a little bit too confident. And by the third night, um, I prepared a set without any buffer essentially yeah. it was like it was right on like 60 minutes mm-hmm. and anyway oops um anyway halfway through the set feeling real great feeling super confident 
the audience was vibing and everything yeah. and like just feeling real good. And then the um, the tour manager comes out and he's like, um, we're going to need you to play for an extra half hour. So she's running late or something? She couldn't find her in-ear monitors. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so they're like scrambling across the stage looking everywhere for them and someone brought me a, a drink and they're like, oh, actually we need you to play even a little bit longer. And mm. I'm just like, I'm having a mental breakdown no, 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 because no, no. I'm like, I didn't tell them obviously. I was yeah. just like, yeah, that's fine. But like in my head, and I'm like. You're like the meme of the dog in the burning room. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and it was just, it was pure luck that that night their um, like front of house music that they played before mm-hmm. any acts, their laptop um, wasn't um, there. And so they asked me to play music through my laptop from Spotify. And so I had, their iTunes pass, oh, sorry, their, their Wi-Fi password. Mm. And um, so anyway, once I found out that I had to play for an extra half an hour, I just kind of like, so I have these um, these mixtapes that I do occasionally yeah. and they're I call them two pop because they're like full of kind of like um, PC music, kind of pop, mm-hmm. remixes, bootlegs, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and they're in like a little half hour mix. And anyway, I just kind of like under the pressure had a brainwave and was just like, I'll just blend out of this mix into one of these other mixes. And so anyway, I genius. Ma- I managed to do that <laughs> and I was just like, thank God. But then I also put like a track list of what's in that mix and mm-hmm. I was just glancing over it and I was like, oh God, there's like two songs in a row that I'd stolen from this mix to put in the Kim Petras mix and I'd already played them and I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So then I pull up my iTunes and I'm just like, okay, I'll just blend out of this into my iTunes now into like I think it was, I don't know, an extended mix of the Logical Song or something (laughs) ridiculous. Crazy Frog. I wish I had Crazy Frog. I feel like it would have gone off. Um, But, yeah, the Logical Song kind of went off and then – it was just like one thing after another. Mm. I'm just like scrambling, trying to plaster this, like everything's fine, look on my face. Yeah. And inside I was just like screaming. Anyway, I finally see out of the corner of my eye, she's like side stage. And I'm just like, yeah. oh my God, thank God. So um, I'm just collecting all of my stuff off the table and like I make a beeline to race off the stage. And like any other time I would have been like, hey, Kim. Yeah. I was just like, i got to get out of yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, hey, bitch. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I love you, but not right now. <laughs> You're like, I saved your ass. Yeah, it but turns out she had her in-ear monitors, like, up in the green room the whole time. Oh, no. <laughs> but oh, I still man. love her. Yeah. It was um, it was, it was, was quite a fun, thrilling experience, the whole thing. And she's, like, the coolest person. Yeah. I get to hang out with her for a little bit afterwards. And Yeah, I yeah. saw the photos on Insta. Yeah. yeah. I, I've got a few others that I took and I mm. took and I'm just kind of like I'm just gonna like kind of salt and pepper them through my yeah, Instagram. Yeah, dish them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> when I run out of material I'll just be like, hey, remember that time? Yeah, yeah. Um what's she like? Is she cool? Yeah, she's super cool. She's so funny. Fun. Really, really funny, like and just kind of dry, but like, yeah. She's pretty young, huh? Yeah, I think I think she's like twenty five, twenty six. Mm. Yeah. I actually thought she was younger than that, but no, that's um I could be wrong. But I yeah. I think that's I think she's about twenty five, twenty six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, I really like all the new stuff and yeah. I'm excited. I don't know what she's going to do next, whether she's going to like, I don't know, feel like keep she's dropping gonna singles. Drop yeah. I feel like something big's coming. She must have a big project in the works if she's dropping so many yeah. out of it. I think I, I think I read that she dropped 11 singles this year already. Wow. 
Like that's a lot. Like that's an entire album. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it, maybe it's yeah. It's kind of like with Charlie how she was like dropping mm. every month, and you know maybe it's the new, the new release. Yeah, plan. new pop too. Yeah. yeah. Um. Cool. Well, let's get on to your lie. Um. Okay, so you'll have to forgive me because even I still don't fully understand what happened. It was a little yeah. bit convoluted, the mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, but basically, um, so I, I was contacted by email from someone who does like um, online publicity for artists. And basically they were like um, making me aware of this other artist who had basically stolen a few of my songs and uploaded them as a different artist Mm -hmm. called Dana Tachi. (laughs) One vowel away. Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. I think the only reason they did that one vowel away was because at the start of a lot of my songs, I have a vocal tag that's like Dana Tachi music. And they thought it was maybe Dana Tachi. Well, I think they were just covering themselves in case anyone was like, oh, but wait, that's Dana Tachi, but it sounds like... Got it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I still don't understand why they did it. But mm. so I wasn't the only victim in this case, though. They mm-hmm. had, like, basically stolen songs from um, a lot of people, like um, Kitty and a few other, like, kind of semi-popular SoundCloud mm-hmm. people. And, um, so you got catfished, essentially. Yeah, I got catfished. Sorry, I lost track of... Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it, there's yeah a lot more to it. But basically, they also, uh, on their Instagram, like, they created whole identity for themselves. Like, they had an Instagram with photos that they'd stolen from a model. Um, yep. So that was a whole another layer of catfishing on... Well, it's know, like they catfished that. multiple people for this one person. For this one project. And, um, and they were, like, posting things like, get ready for the next release on such and such a date. And I'm just like, well, I mean, I haven't got anything planned for a release. Who are you going to steal from? Good luck. Like, um, but uh, yeah, they they ended up well. So I I jokingly posted something on um, I think on Twitter saying something like I'll be so embarrassed if they release an EP before me because mm. like I've literally been working on this EP for God knows like maybe two years or something. Yeah. And um, then a bunch of people on Twitter ended up going to their socials and being like, "Take that down. That's Donna Tarchi's." And like. Wait, what? On Dana Tarchi's oh. Instagram. Sorry. Yeah, see, this is the thing. I can't explain so it. Con- yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. very like. So people went to Dana Tarchi and said, take people, down. Yeah, people who follow me on Twitter saw the post that I did yeah. and were just like, oh, well. So your we'll fans take this into went to our her. hands. Yeah, mm. and they went to her like socials and were commenting on everything saying, take that down. This isn't the real Dana Tarchi. Wow. She's a fake, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so it was. It's kind of crazy. Wild. And it's just weird. Like, I don't, I, I still don't understand why they did it to I, me because, like, I mean, I don't make that much money from my music. So I don't know what the, like, they had it uploaded to Bandcamp yeah. and everything. So I don't know what monetary gain they planned to, you know, just wanted your cool music, I guess. I've, as simple as that. Yeah. No, I mean, I hope so. I hope that's the yeah. reason. <laughs> I mean, who knows what goes through the heads of yeah. these people? Um, are they still doing it or did it fade um, away? Did she fade away? They fade away into obscurity. I think they might still have an Instagram account um, with photos and stuff, but I think the music got taken down. Mm. And look, for a while, I'll be honest, like I was kind of enjoying the attention. So yeah. I was just like, you know what? Post a little yeah, post. Like, any yeah. press is good press. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think it's maybe they're making other people the focus of their um, stealing. I don't know. 
and their music has to like morph and <laughs> well see this is the thing like i mean they they were pick, picking specific kind of sounds that would fit this aesthetic and like mm-hmm. i felt kind of like they were taking a bit of a jab because like it almost felt like a parody of donatachi in some of the right. posts where like they were like uh, like the photos were very like kind of cutesy yeah like you know um at first i thought someone was just taking the piss and being like Ugh. yeah but, yeah like, yeah <laughs> Well, we'll never know, hey. Well, yeah, I mean, it, maybe it was someone taking this. Yeah, I, I, insane. <laughs> yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, like you're cool and important enough to get catfish, so that's a thing. Well, look, that's 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 how I kind of try to rationalize it. It's the only way. You can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I would literally go crazy. Like I, I would yeah. spend nights awake thinking mm. about it. Weird though. Far out. So weird. You might be able to go on the new Catfish show that's coming up. Yeah. On MTV, I think. I mean, was it Casey Donovan who's hosting it? Yeah, so Casey Donovan's hosting it and she, you know, got catfished in IRL. did not know that. Yeah, it was a few years ago. Yeah, I I can't remember the details, but it was definitely like a romantic Catfish, which is obviously like so much worse because your emotions are involved. But um, Yeah, poor Casey, but... Cool of her to yeah. talk about it and like Turn be involved a in into it. a positive yeah. and just make her yeah yeah bad move. bitch and host the exactly. show now yeah mm. no, that's really cool. but yeah you should uh, definitely be, submit your story I'll at least tune in <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you so much Don- Donatachi oh, God I almost said Donatachi Donatachi just to I'm be gonna clear. say Donatachi <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much Donatachi for stopping by two truths and a lie thanks for having and me sharing your stories um. Don't forget to like, review, and um, listen, I guess. Wait, you already are. Um, (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Um, On Apple Music and Spotify. And, yeah, tune in next time for another episode. Bye. Bye.